Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. I know you, know you forgot the name of the podcast there for a moment. Um, that's worrying. Well, it's not really because I haven't been doing as much podcasting as I as I uh, normally would do. So maybe that's why I've nearly forgotten the name of my own podcast. But just wanted to jump on and mark uh, what I feel is a really, really good occasion today: the official signing of Pau Torres. We always. Uh, like we always knew it was going to happen. I don't think there was ever any danger that it wasn't going to happen. Um, it's, it's a funny one, actually, because last night and this morning, I did see a few tweets just bringing up um, the fact that um, Matteo Alman didn't sign for Aston Villa, even though we all thought that he would sign as a, as a CEO, president, whatever the hell he would have signed as. Um, and he didn't come in, and a lot of people were kind of wondering when this would happen, but um, Pau Torres was on holidays. He was on honeymoon, should I say, after getting married, so it was always a case of you know, letting him go away and enjoy his time, a very special time. The second most special uh, occasion in his life of getting married to the woman that he loves, I, I presume he loves her, uh, and then obviously getting that out of the way and then having the most important occasion of his life and sign for Aston Villa uh, once he came back. And today he did sign for Aston Villa. So uh, absolutely delighted. You know, it gives us lots of options at the back. Um, I initially, when, when Pau Torres uh, was mentioned and when it was mentioned that he was he was signed, I initially didn't really get fully 100% on board with the three at the back conversation that was happening I can certainly see it as an option now, uh, and I'm very much more amiable towards it. Um, obviously, depending if we bring in a, another right back um, to, to challenge Matty Cash, uh, I, I, I think that we could see something along those lines of maybe three at the back. But for now, uh, all available 
options and all available or sorry, all available evidence, should I say, points to the fact that we're going to play four at the back. Um, I still might be the only lone voice in the podcasting world that says we're not going to sign uh, or we're, we're not going to sign a, a, a center half and put him out there specifically to usurp Matty ha- Cash to play that inverted right back based on the fact that Unai Emery has done that only at Villarreal. Now, he may do that. He may very well end up doing that. And I'm okay with, I'm okay with, uh, with being wrong, but I'm just not fully convinced that that's what he wants to do. Um, and obviously, if he goes to three at the back, that's not what he will do at all because you can't afford to have somebody out there that can do that. Um, obviously, the wing back might be somebody that might pull into midfield, Philip Lamb style, um, as opposed to John Stone's style. Um, as being that kind of centre half that uh, that comes inside a small bit more, but um, Pau Torres is absolutely delighted. Do you know what? Do you know what really kind of delights me as well is the fact that the price was right too. The price was something that uh, that that uh, we didn't have to break our transfer record to sign him. You see, some people have equated that to the fact that oh, maybe he isn't good enough. Maybe he isn't. You know, maybe it's not uh, like why didn't other clubs or other teams come in from? That's fine. People can have that. Take. It's a valid question. It's a valid question. I've 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 learned something over this this off season. I find this off season maybe has been a small a bit more. Every club in the league has been touchy. Every club's fans in the league this this off season has been very touchy, and they've been absolutely leaping two footed to the defense of their team. Hundred percent should be done. No problem whatsoever. But I think a lot of teams are, or a lot of, a lot of um, clubs are looking at what's happening in Saudi Arabia, um, what's uh, also rumored to be to be happening at other clubs. You know, we're going to spend in bazillions of euros as well. Uh, and I think clubs are boxing clever at this moment in time. There's no need to go and blow your load this early. In. It, it would be brilliant to do it. Like, like everybody loves, and I'm doing this on purpose. But everybody loves to. Um, to to to, <laughs> to to go away and and spend a lot of money at the start of a transfer window and I, I can see the reason for it I can see the reason for it obviously get the people in before uh before you go away in your tour to America, to the states and we very may very well do that um but there's nothing to say that the long season that is ahead of us will be massively impacted by not bringing by the fact that we might bring two in, two players when we're mid-tour in America, or even when we come back from, from the States. Um, we will still have time. And it's it's a longer season for us this season. And I think with what's going on in Saudi, what's, uh, you, you know, a lot of other clubs looking to spend money, um, let Arsenal get it out of the way, spending that money on, on Declan Rice. There's going to be another kick on in that instance that West Ham are probably going to then. Well, they're not probably, they're going to have 100 million to go spend as well. So you can look at it in two ways. You can let the market level out or you can go and spend tons of money now on players that may that, that you may overpay for. Whereas there's, no, there's never any guarantee that West Ham are going to be looking after the same players that Villa are going to be looking at and, um, and, and vice versa, you know. Um, and and the, the one player I seem to always come back to on this is that, that we didn't get involved or it looks like we, we, if rumours would be believed in, never believe rumours, but if they are to be believed, as the great Douglas Renham from the IT crowd said, there was rumours that there were rumours, but they turned out to be bullshit, um, which is one of the greatest quotes in, uh, in uh, sitcom comedy of all time. And Douglas Renham is the most underrated character in any, uh, in any comedy show uh, as well. But back to the point I was making was that uh, 
look, we, we, can, we can be linked with 95,000 players between now and the end of the season. And yes, if we are now in the end of the transfer window, and yes, if we're linked with 95,000, that'll probably do a show on 94,000 of them. But, you know, it's it's not lost on me, and I know it's not lost on a lot of you guys as well, that like sometimes names are plucked out of a hat when an article has been written. And, um, you know, some players, there will be some validity to some of it, and, and some players will be signed by other clubs that maybe Villa were in for, but that's the nature of the chase of a player. Um, everybody is different hierarchy of needs everybody is different uh wants you know that they want to get from a club Um, everybody works with different people in different ways maybe some people that we want to sign aren't going to be uh down the route of a an unai emery of the his his methodical um coaching Um, maybe they don't want to learn maybe they want to come in and play a specific way Um, maybe maybe newcastle Take some, take one or two players that we were looking at because they've got Champions League football. We, it would be silly of, of of me not to be aware of that situation, should I say? And I've got absolutely no idea where this conversation came out of. Um, and I'm trying to remember why I went down this avenue of talking about this, but um, I think it was to do with um, with uh, signing lots and lots of players early early in the transfer uh, window. But um, I am glad that we've signed Pau Torres. Yes, I remember what it was now. It was the fact that we didn't sign, we didn't go in and spend a ton of money on him and why other teams weren't in for him. Um, and, and, and we've gotten a good player. I, I think that it's, it's not even up for debate that we've gotten a really good player. We've gotten a player that Emery has gotten the best out of him uh, before. And it's, it's like, like it, it, fans of other clubs can question it. You know, newspapers can question it. Paper never refused ink, all that kind of stuff. But we we can sit here and we can be over the moon as well, but we won't know until he pulls on a Villa shirt and goes out and plays in this team. Uh, but all available evidence, as I always say, as I always say, is that this guy's going to be a really good, really good footballer. We're going to really take to him. He's got, and I think he's going to take to the league as well. And um, we've got a real sturdy back. Uh, we've got a real sturdy set of four, if not five, if you want to you include Callum Chambers in there, five centre-halves that other teams must be looking at us going, yeah, they are pretty stacked in that area. Brilliant problem to have. Um, I'm going to come to some of your comments there because I went uh, I went off on a bit of a tangent there for a while. This is the last podcast, maybe not the last podcast, maybe the second last podcast I'll be doing without Paddy. Paddy's going to be taking his, uh, he's going to be coming back from his sejour um tomorrow i think he's back or maybe the day after so we will get him back on and we will get him to chat about all things that he's missed he didn't really missed much anyway since we've been out but um yeah so this will be the last one i'll be doing solo uh, as well so ian says excellent news regarding torres now on to diaby and felix um uh yeah i i i'm of those two i'm i'm more excited about the abbey i you know what i'm going to put up some old threads or small uh bits and pieces ahead on joe felix because i think a lot of people have soured on joe felix i i haven't soured on him don't get me wrong but um look, sign him absolutely sign him i think he fits into this team perfectly but musa Diaby for me is really exciting He's really exciting for what he what he can bring, and I don't think it's an either or in that instance between Diaby or Felix. Um, I think that it's uh, it, it like we will sign two attackers, probably one one wider player and one person. We just have to sign somebody that can come in instead of Ali Watkins if things aren't going right or if he gets injured, or somebody that can play alongside him when we need to play two people up front. Uh, because we have okay, we've got two strikers and Cameron Archer, but 
we need a third. I think we need a third in there for rotational purposes as well um, throughout the course of the season. Um, Matt White says, Matthew White says, top class signing and our back line is now unreal. I, I think fit, all players fit uh, and, and firing. We have a really, really enviable um, defence and uh, Unai Emery can set up a defence. Uh, so uh, that's always um, from that point of view for sure. Um, uh, let me just look up some of the other comments as there's dogs barking outside. If you guys can hear it, I do apologize. Um, where are my comments going to? Where are my comments going to before I pull up some of Pautara's stats? Uh, Sai, good to see you, Sai. Um, Sai says, So chuffed about this signing, I can't stop smiling. Now to start our front positions. Yep, I think the uh, John Townley said it today as well. The next, um, Next few names or the next few signings that we should see or the next few attempted signings that we should see will be attackers. And and you know what? If we're getting this excited over over defensive minded players, and, and Tielemans obviously can play both directions, um, you know, it, it, we should be getting excited about, about attackers. And and we'll talk about those in a moment. We'll get on to Joe Felix, and I've always been a big proponent of I would not be surprised to see a 30 plus uh, a 30 plus year old striker or a 30 year old or somebody over 30. You're a striker come in here. The Luna Emery Fields can come in here, do a job for us, take minutes uh, when needed, and perform in his system as well. I just have this hang up on it that uh, it seems like it's something like Luna Emery would do, um, and that it would be a situation where people would be looking at it and going, Oh my God, what, what if Aston Villa spent five million on X striker that nobody expected them to sign? And then he turns out then to be a bit of a, uh, you know, a real contributor throughout the course of the season. I just, I don't know. Maybe I've got too much trust in Unai Emery, but it's something he's done at clubs previously. And, um, you know, he may very well do it at Villa, but that's neither here nor there for our conversation as well. Um, somebody asked, who do I think Emery's first choice centre-back pairing will be? I think Ezri Kanza and, and Tyro Mings are, Ezri, are, are the first choice uh, centre-back pairing now. Um and I think that uh, it will that will not be the case throughout the course of this season. I think at some stage that we will see centre halves fall in and out of form. Um, and I'm also going to say that if it is that I'm not even sure it would be a pairing. Might be a triple, might be in there. Um, so uh, I'm I'm excited. I, I you know I, I'm open to anything at the back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of our defence, that is. I'm open to anything. Um, uh, however he wants to set up our back, uh, our back line, whether it's in a back three or a back four, or back, uh, back four, 
Um, but he wants to go to back seven, back eight. I don't really care. As I say, I'm open to seeing it in action. And I think that's why we're not going to see it at Walsall at the weekend. Um, but I think when we get out to the States, I think from game two, probably onwards, definitely game three, we're going to, we're going to have a full, um, idea of what Unai wants to do and how he wants to play. Specifically from a defensive setup, and I think it's right because our defensive setup is then going to going to dictate what we're going to do as we go further forward with regards to formationally. You know, um, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people. Um, if is the remote property flipper inside here? I often chat to him on Twitter. Um, he was wondering what would happen if we were to buy a wider player and maybe a second striker like a Felix and the Abbey. And if that was the case, you know, how would they fit in there? But Based on the formation that we play now at the moment, we could play that in certain games. But if we were to go to trade the back, it opens it really opens it up for us to go with more attacking players at the top of the pitch. You know, in the in the knowledge that you know, if you play Abubakar Kamara in there and he shields that back three, um, you know, f- to a certain degree. I'm not saying he plays in that traditional number six role, but even if he does shield that back three and be that workhorse that's in there, uh, while the back three stay back there, well, then it does give it a impetus to play maybe two wingers, maybe a Bailey one side, a Diaby the other side, play a Watkins up top, maybe play, um, you know, play one of these newfangled fa- fa- formations that we're see- we saw last year with four up top at times. Why can't Aston Villa do that if we have the right players to do it? So I think a lot, I think it's a really good question you asked Paul here about uh, the, the who will, but I think it should be rephrased to who will Luna Emery's first choice centre halves be as opposed to pairing because we may not see it in there as a pairing. But um, it's one of the brilliant questions that we will find out be, that will be answered through um, through, through the off-season or through the through the preseason, and, I, and I'm delighted for it. I'm really looking for it. Um, bum, 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 bum. <coughs> Excuse me for coughing. I'm going to scroll down here a small little bit. Um, Dream Villain says, after seeing his video for leaving Villarreal, so emotional, really need to get behind him and make him feel welcome. Fantastic signing for us. Yeah, you know, um, obviously he's somebody that uh, uh, it was a difficult decision for him to make. Um, once again, you could make the argument that that's probably why he hasn't signed for a bigger club last season. Maybe it wrangled with him. Maybe the the big thing that put that, that brought him out of that situation was he wasn't comfortable. Maybe leaving the club. Maybe it takes him a couple of months to settle in at Villa Park. That's a very real possibility too. But maybe it's Uncle Unai. Maybe it's that that father figure that he ha- that he had for a couple of years. Father figure being loose loose term, but um, you know that person he trusts that was over Villarreal brought him success at Villarreal is now over Aston Villa. Maybe that was the tipping point. And for all. All available evidence, once again, suggests that that is the tipping point here. Maybe he wasn't comfortable. Maybe he's the type of guy that needs to go to a club and and and, and there needs to be, like, uh, from the point of view, maybe he's shy. Maybe he, he find, maybe his English isn't the best. And he certainly maybe he doesn't speak German or doesn't, you know, you know, you know what I'm getting at here. So a lot of teams are kind of saying, oh, why isn't he gone to somewhere, somewhere like a, a Bayern Munich? Why isn't he gone to Paris Saint-Germain? Yes, we can understand that he could have stayed and he could have played with Barcelona or he could have played with Real Madrid or whoever. Maybe they didn't come in for him. Like, where does he fit starting this, this the Real Madrid two, two centre-halves? And I know Barcelona were, were uh, looking for centre-halves last season, but, you know, I would argue that they've got, they've got their, their, their centre-half situation nailed down for years to come. Um, with Kunde, um, with uh, uh, what's his name is Araujo and um, Christensen. 
I would argue that that's locked down for at least five, six years, you know, that uh, even though they played Kunde out right back, you know. So there's lots of reasons why he didn't make that move. And maybe he was waiting for the move that was right for him. Uh, because as I say, he's born, he's a Virial kid, born in the province of Castellon, you know, and and he he it's his boyhood club. It's his Jack Grealish moment having to leave that club, albeit that you, you know he's moved on to a team in a different in a different country. So so for me, um that emotion I think is is real, obviously. Because he referenced the fact he was leaving teammates, he was leaving family, he was leaving loads of people behind, um, and 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 and, and you know, as I say, maybe that ties into the fact that the move for him had to be right financially. It's going to be really right for him. Like, let's not dance around that bush. But financially, it's going to be really, really right for him coming to the Premier League. Gets lots of eyes on him, and uh, yeah, as I say, the Unai Emery factor could have been the huge thing. You know. Um, that drove him over the line, but um, I'm, as I say, absolutely chuffed to have him, and I think that uh, I, I think that he's definitely a, um, he will, to me, him seven Telemans have been absolutely superb business for Aston Villa this season, superb business, Telemans and Pau Torres for thirty two and a half million. Where is the negative? Where is the negative based on, on everything they've done before in their careers? Yes, we might look back at this in five years' time and go, oh, God, we're after signing Sasa Churchich and Neil Cox, for any of you of a certain vintage. And I'm probably being unfair on Neil Cox because he wasn't even that bad. Um, but, you know, we could look back at it at that stage. But based now on the 12th of July, looking here at it and all available evidence, once again, it's about the fifth time I've said that in this podcast, um, this is fantastic business. And there will be teams that will look back at, at, at these two signs or are looking at these two signs and going, Villa have been shrewd and Villa have been good and Villa are being methodical in this in this uh, transfer market. And what's, le- what's next to come, I suppose, in a market that has been pretty wild this, this off-season so far? Where are we? Um, and just for the record, I think with the Joe Felix stuff, I, I, I don't want him signed, don't get me wrong. I just have an awful feeling that Joe Felix is PSG bound, and this is another Asensio moment. I don't know why. I just have this massive feeling in it. Um, but if he ends up in Claret and Blue at the end of the season, I could certainly see it. Uh, let's let's look at some of Pau Torres' stats, and then we'll get, actually get on to Joe Felix because there's a lot of a lot of comments about him having Diaby there. I did a piece on Diaby last night. I would be ever so chuffed if you guys went and watched it again um, or watched it if you didn't see it last night. But let's take a little look at Pau Torres. These are some slides I did some time ago um, when it was first announced that he was going to sign for Aston Villa. Just to refresh our mind again about how he stacks up with our other three incumbents. Now, I don't have Diego Carlos here. I did promise somebody I would add Diego Carlos to this. I'm just after remembering I did that now to add him here with his Sevilla statistics um, from two years ago. I've forgotten it. I might do it later on, post it to Twitter, because it will be an interesting look. <coughs> Excuse me. So obviously here what we can see is that, uh, you know, um, eh, eh, the, the, the biggest areas here are while he's going to progress that ball forward and his ball-playing ability. You People have read countless articles on Pau Torres at this stage. Every podcast has done about 19 different podcasts on him uh, at this stage. This is just a little refresher. And I'm sure people have... Uh, Probably even, you know, listen to some uh, Spanish, English-speaking Spanish podcasts on Pau Torres to, to get to know him better. Um, 
he is a, a very accomplished defender. Um, statistic wise, you know, you're going to look and you're going to pick holes in certain parts of him. You know, is he going to be physical enough for the league? Well, let's find out. Let's find out. You know, if you're going to sit there and you're going to say, is he going to be physical enough for the league when he's never played in the league, yet he's played international football and lived up to the rigors of inter international football? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, well, let's see. Let's see what he's like in the league. You know, um, maybe he won't be the person that's tasked with with, with fronting up to to the centre halves. I mentioned this on the podcast I did. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's the person that's taught how to win every free under the sun, like Ezri Kanza is. Because let's be honest, Ezri Kanza is superb at that. Really, really good at. I there is no there is metrics about frees given to you as opposed to against you. But uh, I obviously I don't have it marked anywhere. Ezri Kanza was far away. Ahead of everybody else in the league with that last season, um. But look, the progressive passes thing, something we're going to continue to talk about. Everybody, everybody outside of our strikers are going to uh, are going to need to be very progressive with how they get that ball forward. Uh, we're going to sign. I, I I firmly believe we're going to sign more pace within our attack, and they're going to be the people who are going to be tasked with carrying the ball forward. But we want to be multifaceted in our attack. We want to be able to attack through the Alex Morenos and the wings like we did previously, or potentially. The the uh, Diabies and the wings or the Leon Bailey's with the wings. I, I don't think Leon. Well, I think Leon Bailey might be for sale. I don't think anyone's paying the price we want for him. Um, and I think he's going to be a viable member of the squad this season. As I've said before, I think he's going to be. It's going to be adding to him as opposed to be subtracting him. And if we do subtract him, I think we need to add two people potentially, um, two wingers to to the team. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It will definitely be interesting to see what happens there in the wing positions. And once again, don't be. Don't be surprised if we sign somebody that isn't absolute top tier or upper echelon. Like we could go away and we could sign somebody that people are looking at going, oh, didn't expect that signing. And um, like nobody expected the Alex Moreno signing. It's not because of that I'm saying this. It's because there are many multiple different ways to win matches. And uh, we don't even know the half of, what, of, of, of how good managers do that. And Unai Emery is a good manager. So, it's going to be very interesting from that point of view. But Pau Torres is a great, great start. Absolutely great start uh, to our paid purchases um, to the window this far. A um, couple of you guys were talking about, people talking about Dibata, Paulo Dibata. Oh, I, 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 can't, I can't see him leaving um, Roma. Maybe, maybe he does. I don't know. I haven't seen anything on it. I haven't, haven't mentioned it or I haven't seen anybody talking anything written about him moving I, I did see the piece that the Emmy Martinez did with I think it was Dibala's wife for whatever reason or a girlfriend and, and talking about maybe trying to get him to come here but uh, I think I think he's Roma I think he's locked up Roma um, and uh, great player don't get me wrong great player but uh, I think uh, I think he needs to, I, I, I think he's loved at Roma I like Roma are a club that when they take somebody to their heart, they really take them to their heart. You know, you got to remember, you just got to look back at what they did with Totti. Obviously, that he was he was a, a childhood um, supporter of that club. But even you know, there's been players down through the years, Abel Balbo, people who go back to 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 him, um, and, and a couple more that they've taken to heart as well. So when they get a striker that they like, they really like him at Roma. Um, so um, I can see him staying there for sure. Um. Where else are we? I'm just looking at some of the other comments here now as well. 
Yeah, Josh Dunn mentions here about a nice group of Spanish-speaking players as well. Yeah, I, I can imagine that, you know, um, the, the the transition to, to, to the club or coming in here will be a lot easier. We've got a lot of South Americans culturally. You know, it's a culturally diverse, um, <coughs> excuse me, dressing room with a very big hint of Spanish, Portuguese, Brazilian, South American flair to it as well, uh, which is uh, going to be fantastic for um, for, for, for both Torres to try and, uh, and and get in there as well. Um, Biff asks anything else in the Moose Diaby rumours. I think the key had it today that we've made an opening offer, but I made opening conversations or something like that but nothing much else um nothing much else at all um where else are we there uh, a couple of people talking about uh nanto as well i talked for way too long about nanto um on uh on the podcast about uh, musa diaby um just some concerns i have with Nanto and, and and longevity within the league. Um, but I think he's on his way to Everton anyway, so I don't think we've got to worry about that. Joe Felix, uh, let's take a look at this. Now, some of these, uh, these uh, I did this in January. Was it January or was it December when we were linked with him? I think it might have been December when we were linked with him. Um, obviously, he's gone on to play with uh, Chelsea since these statistics do not re reflect his time at Chelsea, just his time at Atletico Madrid. Reason I didn't add these uh, Chelsea statistics into this is very simply because it's absolutely impossible to judge anybody, anybody at all, at all, at all, on being managed by Frank Lampard and that Chelsea team last year. It's impossible, impossible. It was historically bad. The 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 run of results, the the management, the feeling around the club. It was just it was just really bad. And uh I wouldn't write any player off and I wouldn't write any player on because of what happened at that uh, uh at Chelsea last season. But Joe Felix obviously is somebody who has been building through the years. Um he's had uh, a pretty uh, a pretty how would I put it, a pretty meteoric rising career so far, and he's only twenty three, twenty-four. Um 24 years of age. Obviously, we know him from um, he's moved. He was like a, moved for over 100 million to uh, Atletico Madrid um, after one and a half full seasons, I think, at Benfica. And he's been at Madrid since. Um, you know, his record, I suppose, his scoring record really is uh, he's got about one in <coughs> just, just shy of a one in four record. Um, for somebody who's like that second striker, that that uh, attacking midfielder that been played out in the wide, out wide right, wide left, played at number ten, played as a number nine as well. Um, he is he's he's still averaging about a one and four, just just better than a one and four in all competitions, um, so far. Uh, looking at his statistics here, you know, with regard, he's a very creative player, really creative player. Plays on that left hand side as we see here, uh, for for Atletico. Uh, he played in that left-hand side. But in comparison, and once again, we see our old mate, Danny Ings is in there because that's when I did this. Danny Ings was still an Aston Villa football player um, at that time. Um, the statistics, I must admit, the statistics for Ollie Watkins haven't been updated, as you can see. Just look at that statistic list for uh, Ollie Watkins in comparison to how he finished the season. 
ridiculous turn of form. Ridiculous turn of form he had. So that's that's where he was in I it must have been early December when we were linked with Joe Felix. It just must have been when we were initially linked with, with Joe Felix. And how Ollie Watkins turned his turned the season around for himself and for Aston Villa is spectacular. We could have very easily been a wolves if we didn't have a striker that was as on form as Ollie Watkins for that second half of the season. So just bear that in mind. So I haven't updated the statistics for them either uh, on this. So that's also worth bearing in mind. But uh, Joe Felix uh, let it go. This is how he played, you know. Um, when we look at him in comparison to the other strikers uh, we had at the time, shot-creating actions, uh, goal-creating actions. Um, just He's just a creator, you know. He's a real creative um creative uh, presence, I think, when he's on the field. Gets criticised for, you know, drifting in and out of games sometimes. I think we saw that at Chelsea. Um, got sent off and was... Did he get sent off and was banned for three games or whatever, which didn't exactly help his cause. He still scored four goals in 20 appearances in all competitions last season. You know, so... Um, it wasn't a complete and utter disaster for them. Um, but when we look at him, you know, he's, he, he's somebody who can... Um, take the ball. He's somebody who can who, who's who's comfortable with a lot of work with the ball as well. As I say, um, for a central striker, you know his statistics are are are, are really really good. Um, from the point of view of just being rounded, you know, being a rounded player, um, working in and out of possession, and 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 uh, you know, also doing the donkey work. He's only twenty three years of age as well. You know, like twenty three years of age, he's sixty five senior career goal scored pretty decent record you know for somebody for somebody who and and there are people who say that he wouldn't be good enough for us may very well be right was he worth 120 million or whatever uh, Madrid played for him no no I think in hindsight like I think hindsight proves that I don't think he was worth that but certainly a talented player um, and at 23 years of age certainly not somebody who should be cast upon the scrap heap Um did read as well, and some people have, have been mentioning to me previously that apparently that potentially might be a bad egg in the dressing room. Uh, anybody in the comments want to enlighten me on that? I just haven't seen anything. I don't know whether it's the case or not. I know he, there was talk that he fell out with Simeone, but let's be honest, I would imagine Simeone is a hard taskmaster. I'd imagine he would ask an awful lot of you. I'd imagine he'd get right in your face. I'd imagine his management style is nothing like Unai Emery's. Remember when I spoke about Pau Torres? I don't know what type of guy Pau Torres is by the way I couldn't tell you Pau Torres could be somebody who who in his first day first night in Birmingham streaks naked through the bullring I've no idea how introvert or extrovert he is I'm just saying he could be that type of player that maybe that's why he didn't move and conversely as well Joe Felix might be that type of player that's kind of kind of felt that an overbearing kind of pressure an overbearing type of manager that potentially Simeone is or maybe the fact that Simeone was playing too defensively because he was he, he was protecting his job for parts of the season before last, and you know, um, maybe he felt that wasn't playing to his strengths. Maybe when he looks at Unai Emery and maybe sits down with Unai Emery and talks to Unai Emery, maybe they realise that they're more sympathetic going their thought process for where Joe Felix is now or how he's progressed or how he's matured as a player. So um, there's lots of intricacies and idiosyncrasies with regards to that, that that are taken into account during transfers, or at least they should be. Because if you can't work with someone, you shouldn't sign them. 
save for the absolutely transcend trans, trans generational brilliant players out there. Like I'm sure if I couldn't get on with Lionel Messi, I'd still sign him. Put it that way, um, because he's that good a player. Uh, so obviously there are exceptions to the rule there, but um, in the main, don't sign dickheads. Don't sign people that you think are dickheads. Not everybody thinks a dickhead is a dickhead. So that's uh, um, that's my TED talk on that one for tonight. Um, uh, as I said previously, I don't think I, I think he is a fit for Aston Villa. I think as a second striker, I think that absolutely he is. I just don't think he signs for Villa. I, I think he signs for PSG. I just have a since the start of the, the transfer window, I've just seen him as a okay. PSG are P PSG are going to look for attacking players. They're going to have a bit of a squad rebuild, if you want to call it that. And I think somebody like Joe Felix is somebody that they would take that would come into play under Luis Enrique. You know, who wouldn't want to do that? Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he's definitely going to. He definitely would would move to PSG if they if they put a bid in for him. And once again, Villa wouldn't be able to match that. Like let's not fool ourselves here. Villa wouldn't be able to match that. And that's cool. That's not talking down Villa. That's talking um, up somebody like a, a Luis Enrique and what PSG can offer because they still haven't won the Champions League, but they still believe that they can every year. And we need to get into the Champions League to believe that we can win the Champions League every year. And and that's just the different areas that we're we're operating in in, in the European sphere at the moment, which is completely okay. Um, uh, Gary Howlett says rather keep Bailey than sign Felix I would not be averse to having both of them as I say I think it's addition rather than subtraction with, with, with Leon Bailey um, but uh, could again be a million percent wrong on that one uh, Felix is too expensive Mr. Sensible says I do agree with you on that I agree we will have to spend a boatload of cash on him and um, I believe that he will be expensive but I'm not 100% sure if expensive is a bad thing. Um, like if he comes in and scores 25 goals for Aston Villa next season, quality will be remembered long after the price is forgotten. Great friend of mine once told me that. Quality will be remembered long after the price is forgotten. So it, it, he's expensive if he flops. And that's the danger, I suppose, really. That's the danger. So I do agree. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where else are we? Uh, 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 I did say I was going to talk about something else there a moment ago. Can I? Did I say what I was going to talk about something else a moment ago? If I did, somebody please remind me in the comments there. Um, Adamski says Vlavic to PSG. Um, I don't think that they would be operating out of a one or the other situation with Joe Felix or Vlavic. Um, and if you were to offer me either of those two players, I'm taking Vlavic all day, every week, twice on a Sunday, and four times on whatever day Aston Villa are playing. Um, because I think he is made for the Premier League. Just made for the Premier League. Then again, you can find articles out, or, out there about him to question his contribution within the, within the dressing room as well. So, do some Vlavic. I'm a fan. Um... Sai asks, is Sinisalo going to going to Exeter? Yes, he signed for Exeter today, as far as I'm aware, a year-long loan. Which, for me, is a bit confusing. Why am I talking about our third, potentially fourth, choice goalkeeper? Potentially second choice goalkeeper. Why am I talking about that? I think it's confusing from the point of view that he, if I'm not mistaken, and I often am, regularly and, and three or four times per podcast, um, 
if I'm not mistaken, he could have counted towards a homegrown player for the quota for the European quota. So now I know we can we we'll have other players that will be able to step up to the mark and do that. You know that's that's it's not a concern for me. We will be able to fill that quota. It shouldn't be a concern for anybody uh, at all. We will fill that quota. Um, no problem. Um, but uh, I just thought maybe with a with a third goalkeeper, um, might have been the easier one, easier option. But we'll see. Um, best of luck to him at Exeter, and hopefully he comes back and uh, challenges for our, our second choice goalkeeper, or maybe even balls out at Exeter and becomes our first choice goalkeeper when when Emmy Martinez um retires as an Aston Villa footballer. You thought I was going to say get sold, didn't you? You have little faith. You should know me and my optimism, don't you? You should know me and my optimism right now. Um, this is really becoming a Q and A. I love it. I love it. Uh, Mikey Kane asks, "Are we going to sign? Are we still going to sign a right back?" I believe we will. I don't have any reason to believe other than I have a gut feeling that we will sign a right back. Um, for for reasons I've mentioned before, he could very easily transition Kanzo over to right back, but um. He could just as easily go out and sign a right back. Uh, I still don't think the Thomas Munier deal is dead. Um, or that it's uh it's any closer, it's any further away. It just it was a it was a link that made sense. Um I think right back competition could be a purchase that we see comes in that's a low amount. Um yeah, but I do think I do think we will have more right back cover. Um, because the only other option that we, we have if we don't have other right-back cover is to move Kanzo over there and transition him to being a right-back. And uh, um, while it could very easily happen, it's, um, I suppose it has its risks in itself. Um, so it will be interesting. Once again, it will be really interesting to see what happens over the course of this off-season as our tactical makeup becomes more apparent. Um, because Una Emery may not want to play the way he did last season in the coming season, depending on the personnel that he gets in. Um, so that's that's going to be really interesting. Adamski, I'm go you've noticed I've left a lot of avenues open. I've left an awful lot of doors open. And I've said, I could very well be wrong in a lot of situations. I don't think Unai can work a miracle with Olsen. As in, I don't think there's any stage during the season that Olsen takes over our number one jersey in in, uh, uh, in place of Emmy Martinez. I, I don't think that that's the case. Uh, I think Unai's only so good. I think he's only so good. Um, but um, I wonder will Olsen be at the club is, is, is where I'm getting at with that that could be the miracle of selling him for a fee if Unai Emery can work a miracle of selling him for a fee that can be considered as a miracle um, I think <laughs> and look let's not let's not go too fitted in Robin Olsen uh, Robin Olsen either look uh, um, as, as I say we we all have signings that don't work out you know and Robin Olsen I'd say it again, and all available evidence that we had over the course of last season, Robin Olsen didn't really work out because of the goals we conceded and the goals that we um, that we shipped at, specifically during the cup competitions and then when he was called upon during the Premier League season as well. Um, any other questions out there, guys? Any other questions? Oh, someone calling for a loan move for, for Greenwood. No thanks. No thank you. Unless there's another Greenwood out there that isn't man who we shall not name by his full name. Um 
I think he does get a loan. I think he does get a loan out of the out, out of the Premier League. Um, then is Man United's United's decision to make whatever they want with him. Not, not going to spend too much time talking about it. Um, Frank Kesse, Frank Kesse, Frank Kesse. Did I ever do a podcast on Frank Kesse? Any aficionados of the podcast out there? I want to. I did. Did I do it? Did I do a Frank Kesse podcast? Because. You know what? Bear with me there now on this. This is where I need to get Paddy to come back now so that I can um, do some... I can start uh, looking at things I have and haven't done previously um, while he's filling time for me. What I'm going to do is I have some slides on Frank Kesse, but I need to uh, upload them. So let's talk a small bit about Frank Kesse. Now, once again, these are not updated slides. These are slides that I did probably in January. I think we were linked with him then. Um, yeah, so um, I've seen more links with Frank Kessier recently. Once again, I think, um, I think Barcelona have gotten really, really good at using, using the... Well, maybe they've always been good at it and I just haven't really noticed. But I think they've gotten really good at using the media to throw... Uh, little bits of snippets out there and then pull them back again. Like I think what I think they've done an awful. Uh, they they've been trying it with Antifati. They've been trying it out there. Oh, Barcelona are going to sell Antifati? No, actually, no, they're not going to sell him. He's going to stay. Ferran Torres is 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 not going to be sold. But Manny knows where he wants to go. You know these little bits of um snippets that are being being thrown out there. And Frank Kessie is somebody that for Barcelona they got him on a free from that mistaken. I think for AC Milan. And now, obviously, what they sell him for is going to be pure profit, the amortization, the amortization or amortization. I can never remember which one it is. Based on the contract that he signed, there will be full profit in our accounting system. As we know, Barcelona need to be all over their accounting system to, to try and keep themselves within the FFP that the Spanish league has. Um, so maybe he is somebody that's in play. Um, I think he's, you know, Premier League is probably a good spot for him. Let's just take a look at him uh, once again. Not updated since the last time that we were linked with him, whenever that was. Um, but looking at, uh, at at him statistically here in comparison to John McGinn, uh, Ramsey, and uh, and Douglas Louise, and once again, as I said, this is these all these numbers are from some, some time ago. He kind of fitted in there as somebody that was um, will come in and do a job for Aston Villa that was re really really steady. Um, he was having a bad season himself. He had a, he had, had a poor. Uh, time at Barcelona when these statistics were taken and uh, his time at AC Milan was an awful lot more fruitful scored a lot more goals was a lot more effective in Serie came into Barcelona and and, and didn't show that effectiveness and um, so <coughs> excuse me from a statistical point of view I think looking at him there obviously we can see from his heat map prefers that left-hand side of the field and um, he, he, he's a very good player you know he's he's a player that would elevate our squad Um he's a player that could come in and, and 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 as i say i think he's made for the premier league but he's it's just another one i just don't see end up happening at aston villa uh, i'd like to talk about him more if he did but but for the time being it's very difficult to discuss him because of the the poor time he's had at barcelona um it's just been so poor um at barcelona and in comparison to his time at ac milan so um 
uh, it's difficult to discuss him, discuss where he is in his career right now at this moment in time. If he could refine that form that he had at AC Milan and at Atlanta previous to that, hell yeah, sign him up, put him in carrot and blue, and let's see him be absolutely brilliant in the Premier League. Um, but but for now, I, I would need to go back and revisit him, I think, uh, to discuss a small a bit more about him because... Um, uh, you know, twelve to eighteen months is a long time in in, in football, and and people can lose their form. Um, specifically when you're twenty seven, would be twenty eight in the middle of the season. You should be coming into your peak seasons. Not to say he can't can't regain that form again. Um, but it's just it's it's something that you know you got to take a, a player of what he can be, and obviously what he is at this moment in time. It's important to know those two, um, those two data points for for a player, um, when you're looking at him. And um and, and kind of make your decision then based on that. Uh, I, I think um would certainly move headlines in lots of newspapers if Frank S is signed for Aston Villa. Um, it really would because uh, as I say, he is a high profile player. Um, in in Africa, and he is a high profile player on the European continent as well. You know, um, and somebody who has had some really really great seasons as as a footballer. Um, just this move to Barcelona. Well, it hasn't been tragic to move to Barcelona. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been tragic. It just hasn't been as good as his time at, at AC Milan. It could be, once again, club factors. It could be uh, intrinsic factors within the club. The fact that there was, you know, the, the club found its way of playing with the likes of Pedri and Gavi in there. And um, and, and in fact, the Busquets that then was uh, was anchoring down the, the bottom of the the, the defensive diamond and so on. So there, there could be an awful lot of differences there um, that, that could have been causing maybe the last season. So um, again, he's, he's going to be a difficult uh, person to, to to look at because you're looking at what he's done now, knowing what he's done in the past and trying to see can he do it again in the future. Um, he's, he's a different kind of proposition to somebody like Coutinho because it's not been injuries that have killed his career. It's been maybe the wrong move at the wrong time um, that uh, has stunted his career so far. He's going to move. If he moves somewhere else, he will have, he will be fine. Like, but do we need somebody who's fine or do we need somebody who can get back to where he was with AC Milan and with, with Atlanta? Um, that's kind of my thoughts on him as well. Um, do, do, do. Where are we? I'm going, to take, I'm going to look at one more, one more, one more question. There. I think I saw somebody mention. Uh... Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why has the Weston McKinney rumor come back? It was abysmal at Leeds. I, I I haven't seen it, but um, for me, Weston McKinney at Juventus was uh was 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 a really good player. Um, obviously won Serie A titles with Juventus, played in the Champions League and everything. Again, I'm gonna say it, and it seems like it's been the team of this podcast, but. That Leeds team wasn't easy to play in, no matter who you were last season. You're coming from Jesse Marsh to um, Sam Allardyce. I'm just not sure that the direction of thought for a lot of those players that were at the club um, suited the players that were at the club. Specifically, we're bringing in the likes of uh, of a Sam Allardyce towards the end. Um, it was the there was a desperate act, I think, and uh, they deserve to uh, they deserve better. I think Leeds fans deserve better than that at the end of the season. I do, and uh, I always reluctant to to, to speak about. Um, stuff like that with regards to what I would have done if I was in charge of another club because there is a situation whereby like there, there was so much going on there obviously they have new owners they're going to they have a new manager now and they can look forward um, but West, Weston McKinney is um, I, I don't see him coming to Aston Villa I, I, I don't see it um, albeit it wouldn't be because if he's played Leeds it would just be I, I don't see him coming back to the Premier League Um Castan Villa. Right, that's going to do it. I'm so sorry for everybody that, because uh, this is supposed to be a massive Pau Torres podcast. Might have got seven minutes in Pau Torres and 42 minutes and 49, 50, 51 seconds on ramblings and nonsense uh, that I wanted to speak. As I say, Paddy will be back very, very soon. So uh, don't worry, we're not going to have any more of these Neil Goes Off and Rants uh, podcasts or many more of these um, over the rest of the, the off-season. But I do thank everybody, all 200 and 300 of you um, that have been watching uh, throughout the course of this. I really thank you. If you haven't given it a thumbs up, please give it a thumbs up. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. I also completely and utterly forgot to mention what I said, what I popped in my tweet was um, we're going to give away a Pau Torres jersey to one lucky winner. Um, all you got to do is find the tweet for this podcast on that old fashioned uh, platform. It's called Twitter. Retweet it with a screenshot of your you being subscribed to the podcast on, you, on YouTube. Obviously, you have to be subscribed to the podcast on YouTube when I pick a winner so that you can get the get the jersey. Um, and let's try and grow the amount of YouTube subs that we have. Um, but we will give away a Pau Torres uh, home shirt to one lucky winner. And it will be announced on, what date did I say? The 17th, which is next Monday. We will announce the uh, winner of the Pau Torres uh, shirt. So all you got to do is retweet it with a screenshot of, your, um, of you being 
sign into YouTube uh, and subscribe to this podcast. That's all you got to do. And uh, we'll draw a lucky winner on Monday. Um, so that's going to do it, everybody. Really, uh, thank you so much for, for joining me tonight. Hope uh, hope you liked the chat. It was very, it was little to no pres- um, thought process went into this podcast other than answering the questions that you guys asked me. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will be back again really soon with another episode. And if anything breaks in the meantime, we'll be back to chat about it. But uh, up the Pau Torres, up the Aston Villa. Um, everybody stay safe, stay, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the Villa. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.